Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. Today, we're in the consumer product space and with a really cool up-and-coming product called Swiggy's. I know it's it's got a cool name, which we're gonna ask like how how this name even came about. But I have an idea. That, I think I already know how it came about. But Swiggy's and the uh, founder and CEO Julie Austin's on today with us. Julie, it's so great having you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. This is so cool. I love it when I read uh, the the note about your product, and I was like, okay, I don't even know anything about Swiggy's, but I like the name. We got to check it out. And then I discovered all this amazing stuff about you and your product, and I mean, distribution is everywhere. And I mean, you got this great award, the Nasdaq Award, and whatnot. So, um, for our audience that don't know you or your product, let's let's rewind a bit and talk about like how did you get into the, this whole, like, I'd say, a cons- the consumer products world and making your own product. Well, <clears throat> I had no background in it whatsoever. My background is um, I-, I was an actor. <laughs> what? So, oh, I didn't yeah, even pick that up. Wow. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, since the time I was a teenager, I was doing commercials and TV shows and. You know, that's sometimes behind the scenes doing the business side of it, but in the entertainment industry. So I had no background at all. I never run a business and never invented anything. No, 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 that's not true. I did invent something. (laughs) (laughs) I invented invented something when I was a little kid. What did you invent? And it was the colored zinc oxide that you put (gasps) in a, uh, like a chapstick. Because I would get. Yeah, because my I loved wearing that on my nose when I was younger, like the zinc oxide stuff. You know, it's kind of the cool thing when I was growing up to have like the white, you know, on your nose. With the colors, yeah, Yeah. exactly. That's so. I came up with that idea when I was a little kid, and my dad had invented part of the grocery scanner. What? Oh my gosh! Family of inventors. (laughs) <laughs> but he never did it. You know, he worked for IBM at the time, Got it. and he just came up with, you know, it, it was just a kind of thing, you know, help us with ideas, and he would have ideas, but he never did anything on his own. And so he was kind of trying to help me with this, but we didn't have any money. <laughs> you know, right. so I was like, <laughs> what am I going to do with this? It's a great idea. And people go, oh, that's cute, kid. That's a cute little idea. Right. You know, nothing ever happened. And then years later, I walked into a store and someone did it. And I said, that's never going to happen again. Right. If I ever come up with an idea somehow some way I will do it. And and the way I did my own product, I maxed out all my credit cards. Oh I worked two gosh. or three jobs. Wow. For years I worked two jobs. Um, okay. Well hold on. You're going you're going fast forward into the cool part of the story. So all right, so <laughs> Tell everyone what Swiggy's is, and then let's talk about how you first got the idea for this product. The um the idea is a wrist water bottle that you wear. You wear it on your wrist, and it's just you know hands-free hydration. Because what happened? I was out running in the heat 
in the middle of the summer in Texas and (laughs) (laughs) passed out from dehydration. I mean, I was on the country road, and luckily somebody was driving by, and people are nice there, and (laughs) they said, "Um, we need to get you some help. And so I'm laying there in the hospital thinking – that was pretty dumb, you know, because <laughs> <Right. laughs> you go out running in the heat, you know, you think you have enough water and you're hydrated, and I was not. And so um, that's what can happen. And so I came up with the idea to put it, make it hands-free so I could carry my music and other things, and um, nobody had ever come up with that before. And I said, you're kidding me. <laughs> I, right. I couldn't find it anywhere. Wow. And that's the first thing I tell people is, You know, when you come up with a great idea, the first thing is start searching around to see if it has been done before, Right. not just online and stores and catalogs, but um, also in the patent and trademark office, because maybe somebody did come up with it, right. and it's not on the market. Right. Totally get that. That's actually great advice, too. I mean, we we had a... My wife and I had an idea a year or two ago. We haven't talked about it in our um, in, on one of our shows yet, but um, we had this idea for a product, and we, we were so excited about it, and we came up with the name. We, we got the, the, the website domain. Uh, we were starting to figure out manufacturing for it, and then we Googled it and someone had already like come up with it. So oh. it anyway, so great advice. Okay. So you have this idea, <laughs> um, you, you do some homework on it and you decide, okay, that would be kind of cool if I had something that, you know, was better than a fanny pack for water, um, or an alternative for that, right. Or carrying water bottles when you're exercising. Yeah, they did have the fanny pack back then, but it, you know what the problem with it is you have to wash it out. Uh, rinse it out with a baking soda before every use. And it was, it it just, it didn't really work for me. So I just wanted something simple with these. I just fill them up with water and stick them in the freezer. And then when I go out running, I just put them on and it also keeps your body temperature down. Love that. So you have this idea, you do some research. So how did you go from, I have this idea and I'm not going to let someone else, you know, make it before I do this time to actually starting to, build something or put something together? What did that look like? Well, the first thing I did was contact a, um, a patent attorney. Okay. And, you know, I had him do a little bit of research on his own and find out, you know, that nothing had been done. And <clears throat> so, but for some reason, he was discouraging me from doing it. Why? <laughs> and, and what did he I know? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I, because I was paying him, I don't know. He said, oh, I don't know. I don't think this is going to go through. I don't think you're going to get the patent. And um, and actually, I did have to send it through twice. So, and wow. that is common, by the way. Interesting. To, so, so share why or share some of what you learned about that process. Um, I'm not exactly sure because I'm not an attorney why it usually – doesn't go through the first time. Um, maybe it's because they have to um, add different things or subtract something from what they're, what do you call it, the claims, sure. I guess. Um, but whatever it was, it didn't go through the first time. Got it. And he was going to give up. And I said, nope, nope. 
let's do it again. Right. <laughs> so, I, and every time I would do this, I'd have to find more money. So I was like, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, the attorneys aren't cheap but for those that are listening that haven't oh, ever tried this. no. You know, My attorney just, at the time was not cheap. Even when they're your quote-unquote friend, believe me. Okay, so, <laughs> so go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so I... Um, Maxed out a few more credit cards and, and sent it through again, and it it went through this time. So um, now that I have an actual patent, now I have to get you know started on now. It's what do I do now? Sure. I had no idea. There were no books. There was no Shark Tank at the time to right. help me out. Um, yeah, your product would so be great I, on that. Anyway, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I just had to figure it out on my own, and I said, well, I guess I need a prototype. Right. And so I got some clay. I had $5 to my name by then. Right. And I had I went to the art store and got some clay and made a clay prototype. Oh, and wow. That's a cool and, idea. And, and by the way, speaking of prototypes, this is what, if you're going to invent something and you need the prototype, start that way with popsicle sticks or, you know, paper mache, whatever you have to do, just something that shows what it looks like. Sure. Um, <laughs> That's I actually, actually you, and, and, even before you get to a designer, just to get your idea together, is that what you're saying? Yeah. <clears throat> Nobody understood what I was talking about until I actually made the clay prototype. They said, well, we can kind of see it now. Got it was it. this big, doofy thing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I still have it. Actually, I was speaking to a group of scientists and engineers, and they wanted me to bring it. I said, are you sure? <laughs> they wanted the prototype? <laughs> your, your prototype. Yeah, because wow. they want... You know what? Because they wanted to show them that it can be something really simple, and you don't have to have spend a lot of money on it. Sure, got so, it. That makes sense. Wow. Yeah. So I made this prototype, had put a little band on it, and put a off the shelf cap, and that was enough for me to take it to a manufacturer who you know he does prototypes, but he also will manufacture the the whole product. Got it. And I, oh, I got nice. very... Now, how did you find that person? Ah, uh, I found that person through a friend who ran his own company, okay. and he manufactured products. And so he sent me to this this guy. Got it. And luckily, they were able to look at my Your silly... Your popsicle goof- sticks. <laughs> <laughs> yep. My silly, goofy lump of clay and, and come up with something... <laughs> That actually made sense and worked. <laughs> Got it. Wow, that's pretty cool. Um, so, you, you, you did you connect with him well the first time? In other words, was he able to take your model, I'll call it, and do something with it? Or did you have to shop around? What did that look like? Nope. I just said, um, this is supposed to sit on top of the wrist, and Got here's it. what it does, and can you just make me this thing? Wow, that's really right? cool. Yeah, and it actually wasn't even a prototype. He went straight into manufacturing because it worked. Okay. Wow, that's really cool. Now, um, so cool. So you've maxed things out. You're you're you've got the attorney going. You've got a manufacturer. It's kind of cool. You know, take something and makes a prototype. But how do you go from that to a packaged product that's for sale? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. I can't. Um, It's so fun. 
Well, I went to another friend who also manufactured products. Right. Um, and he was able to give me some of his manufacturing. I mean, some of his um, his packaging that was already manufactured. So he Got had a, a mold to make this plastic container. Sure. And it just so happened that my product fit perfectly in it and looked beautiful. And then I go, okay, now what? Okay, now I have to have a header card. So I had to have the header card printed up with, uh, you know, the um, the code, right. the scanner code. Totally. Barcode. Barcode, yep. yep. And, um, <laughs> and, and it looked... It looks really nice, right? But it, but you hadn't done this before, so like, did some? Did you have anybody saying, "Hey, here's here's how packaging layout should be. Here's how you get a barcode. Here's you know what I mean? Like no. any of that? No, I just um, basically I just figured it out on my own. How do I get a barcode? Right. Okay, GS1. let's go yep. online and get exactly. some barcodes. Yep. And I and I knew a few people. Uh, the guy who did my logo was amazing, and a lot of these people knew I was broke. <laughs> they did it for free. They said, "You got a great idea. We're going to help you out." And um, so th- then, but he, the guy only gave me a small amount of packaging. Okay. And and here's how dumb I was or naive. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> And so, and so I packed. So I packed up a few of those, right? Um, and started you drove driving down to around. Or <laughs> almost, right? Almost. I drove to the headquarters of a big um, drugstore chain. Okay. And I just, interesting. No. And you just walked in without an appointment. I just, Seriously? Yeah, oh my I just gosh, Julie. <laughs> And I just said. And then um, what happened? <laughs> I said to the secretary, um, I have this product, and I'd like to get it into all of your stores. <laughs> and, if you can just connect me with the CEO, that would be great, please. <laughs> it was somebody pretty high up on the food chain. Wow. I don't remember who it was, but I know it was somebody pretty high up. And I think he probably thought, what is this? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on in. Let's see what you got. And and he said, Seriously? you know what? That's really cool. And I did have a POP display by then. Okay. So a point of purchase display. For those that don't know, um, point of purchase can sit on top of like a a counter. So like when you are in like a convenience store and you see candy and like a little cardboard box holster, that's POP. Or grocery store, some of you like when you're shopping and down the beverage aisle, you'll see like snacks, chips, not a little cardboard shipper. It's what it's called. A couple can be like a couple levels. That's also POP. Sorry, just wanted to make so sure the, for like those that are clip, listening. Exactly. Yeah, the, the clip strip. I think yep. is consider that too. Totally. Yeah. You know, like the clips on the like the, in the grocery store, you'd see that like on a like next to um, like you would see your product hanging on hang clips, right? That would be anyway. right. Yeah. Okay. So go ahead. Well, I had the I had these beautiful you know um, packaged. This beautiful packaged product in this, you know, POP display, and I thought, okay, this is all I need. And he said, okay, we're going to buy for all of our stores on the West Coast. (laughs) Oh, Uh -oh. okay. I only have twenty (laughs) five of them. (laughs) Okay, well, this is where it gets weird. So then um, I thought, well, how am I going to? 
I, I come I up with more packaging. My friend said, I don't have any more of those left. Oh, God. That was an old product. We discontinued it. We don't have any more. So I went out and I got this. Um, <laughs> I've kept this too. It's awful. Um, this pack is like a uh, is like a clamshell packaging, but it wouldn't. <laughs> oh boy, it wouldn't hold the product, or it wouldn't. It wouldn't stay closed. Oh god! So I so had to have a glue. G- you I got- glued it. Oh. For all so listening, this is, you fake it till you make it. I mean, like this was this is this is that right? I mean, so <laughs> did anybody help you put this together and put them no. in boxes and get them labeled correctly and all that? I mean, no, no. I Julie. sat here in my living room with oh, yeah. um, hundreds of these things. Oh yes, and I had and it was not easy to do. I had to sit there with the glue gun and I had to you know hold it. Together until it dried. Wow. Okay. So then what happened? And so I did, because I had a deadline and I had to do it. So it was night and day. I sat there in my living room doing this and I got it in on time and I put them in the uh, POP displays and drove them around to all of their stores. And that was wonderful. I delivered them, yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, here is what I didn't know. <laughs> oh, boy. I can't wait to hear this. And you probably know this. <clears throat> There's, they, It's not like the old days where employees <laughs> would, you know, take care of the shelf. Right. They don't do that they anymore. They don't merchandise. They have, that's right. They have merchandisers they have that come in. That's right. Right. They come in and they do that. Well, I didn't know. Right. You just and delivered so, it and thought this, this, the guy working at the checkout would go put more swiggies on the on the rack right yep yep but they don't do and that. not no and not only that you know one day i decided i wanted to go in and see how they looked in the store right i mean just, take I pictures know. and be proud of it <laughs> well the box <laughs> was upside down <sighs> all the stuff had spilled out and was on the bottom shelf oh boy <laughs> not none of them were selling well, then nobody could even see them because the box was upside down on the oh, bottom gosh. shelf. Wow. <clears throat> so I learned my first lesson, first of all, in the fact that you have to service your product once it's in a store. <laughs> right. Um, and then also the fact that, um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, you got a service product in the store, you get, and, and you don't know sometimes how things are going to happen at in, within the retail store with your product, and especially a new product that, yeah. like, it's one thing. It's a Coca Cola two liter. You know, everyone knows how that's going to go on the shelf in the rack, even if you're not the merchandiser. But when you have a new product, not everybody knows like how to even open that, the, see, that, the shipper. See, that's the thing. Nobody knows what a wrist water bottle is. Right. It's so brand you new. have to draw. You have to drive traffic into the store. Right. So what did you do? And that costs money. It does. It does. <laughs> Lots of money. <laughs> so what did you do, Julie? <laughs> <clears throat> well, I was very lucky that this company, they have since um, sold out to another, a bigger um, you know, drugstore chain. But they were wonderful with vendors, and they paid 
you know, immediately. In fact, some of them, I forgot to even invoice them and they would call me and say, we owe you money. Wow. <laughs> so that's unusual. But. <laughs> right. That is unusual. <laughs> um, so how did you activate the product? Like, what did you have to do to get people to even know what it is or get them to go buy it? <clears throat> well, I pretty quickly figured out that retail, I was doing it backwards. You know, I hadn't um, built up a demand for the product yet. And that is one thing you need to do if you have something brand new sure. is let everybody know what it is. And, and whether that is through advertising or through PR or just, you know, getting getting it on the Internet and selling that way, uh, that's what I should have done first. And, and I didn't do that. I mean, I just, I got very lucky. I got it into 7-Elevens. I got wow. it into that's huge. You know, a lot of chain drugstores. Sure. So I sold a lot of them and got it into retail, but I di didn't know Marriott Resort. Wow, that's kind them. of a cool idea. Now, how did you, were you selling those or did you have people helping you by that point? In other words, were you the one going and knocking on Marriott's door and 7-Eleven or did you have some help? I had one rep in Hawaii, but <laughs> other than that, I was doing it myself. <laughs> All places, Hawaii. That's yeah, great. This is a great market it in Hawaii. It is a great market, yeah. yeah. I, I, I totally agree. I had no idea, but it is. So, so much travel happens there. Um, okay, so at what point did you know, okay, this is real, this is going somewhere? Was there a tipping point or was it, you know, you were scratching along, you know, uh, maxing out credit cards and whatnot, but at what point were you like, okay... We got something here, and I can get our process more in place. Well, <clears throat> it didn't happen with retail. What happened was one day, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> uh, I um, a lot of serendipity in this story. I love it. This isn't my kind of story. <laughs> <laughs> one day, I um, I because I was going around to trade shows sure. and the gift shows were yep. great. Oh yeah, we've done those. Yep. <laughs> Boarding goods, uh, it was okay. Um, we did get nominated. That was the NASDAQ thing, and NASDAQ had a big party for us. That's pretty cool. Um, and then I decided to do a trade show. It was called Action Sports something. And I thought, oh, okay, yeah, it's action, it's sports. And <laughs> no. <laughs> Not that. I walked in just setting up my booth, and I went, I don't think this is my audience. Right. You know, it was the skateboard surfer crowd. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and it's too late at that point. The money has been it paid. Was too late. You're in the hotel and you've unpacked the booth. <laughs> Not only was it too late, they set up my booth next to the skate ramp. Oh, with all of, that's hilarious. And the, and the speakers were right next to my booth. Oh, nice. So you couldn't hear yourself think. <laughs> and, um,. People were coming up to the booth, kind of trashing it and taking my stuff. And I was like, okay, this is it. I, I, I was in tears. Oh, and I just, no. I just shut it down, and I started walking around the show, and I met this guy who was also packing up. And I said, why are you leaving? He goes, this is not my show. I thought it was. And I went, it was not mine either. And we started, he said, well, let's just go walk the show. This is a waste. And we started walking around and he said, you know what? Your product is a promotional item. And I went, right. what's that? <laughs> right. Okay. For <laughs> those said, that don't know the promotional product industry, it's massive. 
I mean, for those that are listening that have no idea, I mean, that, that is such a huge space. So please continue. Yeah, the, the you know, hats and mugs and T-shirts right. and pens typically is what they get. And so he said, I'm doing a show next week in Vegas. Why don't you come and just, you know, take a little portion of my booth and see what happens? So I went into the, the show, just walked in with my product, drinking out of my wrist, and I got <laughs> mobbed, mobbed what? in the aisle. Oh, my gosh. And it, I couldn't believe it because at the sporting goods show, I had to beg people to come to the booth. Right. And they said, that is the coolest thing we've ever seen. Where is your booth? I went, um, I don't, I'm, I'm not um, even there yet. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. Follow me. And it was like the Pied Piper. I had all these people. Oh, my God. I brought all these dozens of people over to the booth. And my friend said, my new friend said, yeah. <laughs> uh, said, I think you got something there. <laughs> I, think he, I think you owe him. <laughs> That's huge. Oh, I know, I know. How amazing is that? Well, what's cool and about so, your product for those, uh, I mean, don't know promotional, what's cool about it is you can customize it, right? I mean, that's what's great about yep. it. And then I'm sure for, for larger quantities, the cost is, is lower, right? I mean, that's typically yeah. fine. Yep. So you asked me when the tur- turning point was. That was the turning point because I wasn't selling one at a time anymore. Right. I was selling 100,000 oh at a time. Oh, my gosh. Now, so, I mean, didn't that change how you had to do manufacturing and, like, think about <laughs> I mean, I don't know who was manufacturing, but I mean, going from one at a time to 100,000, some can't keep up with that, right? Well, I had to start manufacturing. Believe it or not, I didn't go to China first. I went to Malaysia. Oh, interesting. Just because I met someone at the Sporting Goods show, and he was a manufacturer, and other people at the show had used him. And that's how I started was in Malaysia. Got it. And um, then I set up more manufacturing because things got really busy really fast. I'm sure. And and that is the, the part of running a business people don't count on. It's like, what happens when you're successful? Right. You don't have the, the, a team necessarily to help. I mean, it's it goes from small to larger, and it's more beyond your capacity in a hurry. It can be. Yeah. And, and people would say, well, why don't you get on Oprah? And I said, because um, I couldn't keep up with it. Right. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> You gotta. You have to have money to buy inventory, and you know. But the great thing about the promotional market is you don't have to put all the money up up front. That's right. Which is excellent. I mean, that's a a true differentiator. Yeah, and um, for those that have not, you know, made a product or been to some of these shows we're referencing here, I mean, there's a number of major gift shows throughout the year, um, which we'll be picking back up in 2021, which I'm very excited about, Uh, like the Atlanta Gift Mart, Las Vegas Mart, the Dallas Mart. Those are gifty type places retailers go to find stuff for their stores, and they do it a couple times a year. Then there's all these other, like, you know, specialty type, um, like Toy Fair New York, which is a big one that We've, we've spent a lot of time at, um, in, obviously focused on toys early in the year. Um, and then you mentioned the promotional products and uh, market. And that's what happens there is it's not just the connection with retailers, but also with the, the industry people that support them. So like the people that make point of purchase 
products, the people that do packaging, the pe- people that um, that are freight forwarders and overseas that help get product made. And it's a it's a cool place to get to know all of these types of people. And if you're not there, you miss out on it. Sorry, I just wanted to do that little side sidebar because oh, I think no, a lot of our listeners don't realize that. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's great because people are looking for new and totally, exciting things. Totally. Totally agree. Okay, so... Um, so at that point, things really start taking off. Um, what's what do you think has been the coolest or most interesting win that you've had? You know, either with a retailer or um, with a channel or a, even a country. I know you're in twenty five plus countries now. Um, anything that stands out as kind of like th- that was a really neat neat experience. Well, um, VH1, which is not um, the music. No, no, no. It is the in in Europe. It's an insurance company. So um, they placed an order for seventy two thousand for these (laughs) for the Dublin Marathon. Oh, that's cool. That's very cool. And then when they got them, they were so happy. They placed another order. And then they wanted another order on top of that. Oh my god! Um, and I said, I can't. I'm getting too close to the deadline. I can't. I can't get it anymore. Right. Um, but it, it was. That's pretty amazing to have that many people in a marathon With using your product. your product. It's so cool, isn't it? That's so cool. Oh, that's amazing. I love these stories. Okay. Um, where did the name Swiggies come from? I love it, by the way. It's just kind of funny to say it. Swiggies. I got my swig. Do you say, like, I'm wearing my swiggies? Or do you go, I'm buying well, swiggies? Or, hey, do you have well, swiggies? Like, how do you use it in a sentence? Well, you know, <laughs> you know branding. So um, I'll tell you that it started out with the name of my company, which was Hydrosport. Oh, and that's so cool. I, called I like these, that. I called these Hydrosports. But then I had one retailer, this was in a small gift shop in Big Bear, California, <laughs> nice. who um, sold really cool novelty products. And he would have people come into the store, and he just kind of picked up the name, take a swig, swiggies. And, and he was calling them swiggies, and the kids were calling them swiggies. Got it. And the thing is, they were too big for kids. And I said, well, I guess I need a, a kid version. Right, and of course. Kids, kids won't call them Hydrosports. They'll no, call them Swiggies. Yeah, they will call and it so Swiggies. So I changed, I changed my branding midstream. Well, I think that's really cool. I love it. I love it. Um, gosh, I mean, we could go on for another hour. Um, but I'd love to ask, you know, one of the things I love to ask our guests is, you know, what are one or two of the biggest lessons learned along the way of building a product or building a company or a brand? And, um, you know, I'd love to hear your perspective. And I know you've got lots of growth in front of you, but just, you know, from the path you've taken, what would be one or two pieces of advice for those listening out there? Well, it would be different advice for someone working in a a big corporation than it would for a little inventor. Um, (laughs) And uh, I could could tell you that I've gone around to a lot of flea market and, you know, trade show kind of things where they sell directly to the public. And 
I was amazed at how many cool things there are out there that you've never heard of. Sure. And it's just mom and pop people who, you know, get into an RV and they travel across the country and they sell this, whatever it is, you know, it would be like a swiggies (laughs) and um, they sell them in these booths and they travel and see the world and, and that's, and you never hear about them. They do. No, they make, they make plenty of money. They make a great living and, you know, so that's um, (laughs) one way to do it. Um, you can also make good money just selling something on the internet. Totally. I mean, I make a living just selling this product. I'm looking to do more than that. I want to license it to oh, someone with deeper po- uh, pockets who can take it to the next level sure. that I can't I can't do. Um, but I think anybody who works in a, a big company who is looking to come up with ideas uh, you you kind of have to because I've never really worked in a big corporation, sure. so I don't <laughs> I don't know how it works. But I know my dad did it, and they gave him a, a nice big bonus um, for coming up with an idea. Yep. I mean, you would know better about how to do it in the corporate world than I do. Oh, that's true. Oh, I, I, I see. Yes, this is where I'm supposed to talk. Um, so, yeah, that's true. And the only downside, it's not even a downside. It's just kind of like if it was your idea and it was really cool, I mean, it, it has to stay in the company. So, you know what I mean? Like if, if, for example, he was working for a big technology company and he had a really cool technology or software idea, you know, that would be owned and maintained by that company. But a lot of, you know, people listening are thinking about the next Swiggies and going, you know, maybe I could start this as a side hustle. And then when it gets going, I can, you know, go spend more time on it. And I think that's the tension a lot of people try to manage when they either haven't had that idea, quote unquote, or they're nervous about starting it or jumping in full time. Well, don't do what I did. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Keep your day job. Oh, my God. So funny. Because I starved for years and struggled. It takes time, doesn't it? It takes time. Uh, And it takes way more time than you think. Totally. So, yeah, just, you know, keep it as a side hustle while you're working your job. So, you you know, you're not homeless and (laughs) you have food to eat. That's so and, um, yeah, I mean, you know, for those listening again, like, you know, you could read about Swiggies and you could see that it's been featured on the Today Show and Queen Latifah Show and Lifetime and HGTV and ABC and CBN in 25 countries and the NASDAQ Product of the Year semifinalist and like be like, oh my God, like, I mean, that must have just taken no time to get there. But I mean, it took years and a lot of time and money. So anyway, it's just not simple and you got to stick with it. Okay, yeah. Julie, this has been amazing. Um, it's so great to meet you. Share with our audience where they can find your product, where they can connect with you, et cetera. Um, my, the, you can find the product at Swiggies, that's S-W-I-G-G-I-E-S dot com. And then I have another site called Create for Cash. That's Create, F-O-R, for Cash dot com, which is kind of you know, an entrepreneurial, you know, lessons learned kind of thing. Cool. And, um, there were a lot of lessons. It was a huge learning <laughs> curve. <Sure. laughs> I love it. Well, Hey, listen, it's been so great having you on the, the contender cast and, uh, look forward to staying in touch and, um, having you back on down the road as you keep growing the business. Thank you. 
The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.